Hello and welcome to Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and with me is JD, back from a long break. How are you, mate? Very well, mate. Very well. Nice and relaxed all um, from the Christmas break. Have a good Chrissy? Yeah, it was nice. We had family up and um, I think we had 22 guests at Christmas Day Whew. lunch, which was a fair few to feed, but uh, it was good. Nice break from motorsport, but now the New Year's happened and the floodgates of the news has opened up. Yes, yes. Just everything's happening. Formula One world's gone a bit crazy. It um, has. A few seats moving around and uh, and manufacturers not doing so well and whatnot. Um, and big news had, in Formula One. Yeah, big news. The biggest news, I guess, is well, the big the guy's gone. gone. Yeah. Mr. Formula One himself, Bernie Eccleston, is, in his words, was forced out. Yeah. Um, the news broke, oh, I think, a couple of days ago, Monday, um, Tuesday night. Yeah, it would have Australian been Australian time. Yeah, yep. I got up early in that morning and saw there was a, a tweet by um, one of the Formula One reporters, and he's saying, "Yep, Bernie Eccleston's admitted that he's been forced out." Then the BBC picked up that, ran with it, and yeah, sad to see him go. Big change is going to happen. Do you think it'll be good for the sport? I think it's about time. Yeah, we had some some new management in there. Nothing against Bernie. He's, he's, he's been steadied there since the ship. Seventy-nine. Yeah, exactly. He's he's steadied the ship for a long time. Kept her on her course. Um, some of the ideas that they they've come through, I'm sure not they're not all 100 percent his fault. But mm. um, it would be nice to see some new minds in there to come up with some new ideas of how they're going to tackle um, the big issues. Really, was you know, in the last few years we've seen multiple teams suffer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and um, and in turn go bankrupt or need uh, buyouts to get them out of their debt and stuff like that. Well, Maybe the gap between the that. teams that my listened to an interview with Martin Brundle and he's saying the gap between the haves and the have-nots in Formula One is just getting bigger and bigger each year. Yeah, um, exactly. And it's something that they're going to need to look into. If it's a touchy subject here, but salary or salary cap, budget cap? Yeah, the, uh, Ross Braun didn't beat around the bush when he come. Well, that's that's some big news there, yep. right there. Ross Braun's back in Formula One. He's... he's um, Basically taken over, isn't he? Yes, he's the head honcho, essentially. Him and Chase Carey, um, uh, the two main guys. There's, uh, I forgot the name of the other fella. He's come from American U- um, American TV sort of side of it, and he's come uh, through. Yeah, I can't remember his name, but I did read about him. Yeah, he's a big um, head honcho. So the three of those guys are going to be the ones coming up with the big ideas and mm. trying to um, convince everyone in Formula 1 to go along with them. Now, a um, lot of people are thinking this. everything's changing now. Um you do have to remember all the teams have signed contracts with. Were they signed up with the FOM or FOM and FIA? Yeah, well. so yeah. they've signed all these contracts till twenty twenty. Yeah, and that was the big thing. I think last year, or the year before, there was all this talk about the contracts talks with getting the teams all on board. Um, Ferrari won't be won't be happy with this. Well, they were straight off the bat. Yeah, they were straight after Ferrari's. Um, Money that they inherit every year, essentially, without even getting any places, um, then they want to cut that down a bit so that Ferrari has to either win to get their their big chunk of the um, prize money. Uh, if not, if they're not doing well, they uh, they're not going to get that hundred um, million pounds that they get every year, regardless. Yeah, well, they are, they do want to bring the Formula One into a, a situation where if something happens within the race, they want to. A lower, like a midfield team or a back team, to actually be able to come through and win. Yeah, this current, the current generation of cars is not going to happen. The front teams are that far ahead that 
you know, they generally can come in pit and still come out ahead yeah. of everyone. Yeah, exactly. It's um, they need to do something a bit more like a controlled. There's no David David versus Goliath um, uh, thing happening anymore no, in Formula One. It would be one. good to see something like we saw in Calypso the start of this year in Formula One, being able to see a team at the back come through with some luck. Yeah, and win it again. But yeah, they've got big task on their hands to um get Formula One to that stage. Yeah, they said they could probably change some things if they can get all the teams to agree on it uh, without sort of breaking contracts sort of thing. But unfortunately, we're going to be pretty well set in stone until 2020. Three years, not that long really in the big yeah. scheme of things. Yeah, well, uh, reading what Ross Bourne um, was saying, basically he's got a five-year plan Yeah. of where he wants um, Formula One. He wants it to be better for... Um, for the race teams, he wants it to be better for uh, the fans and uh, more competitive for, you know, get the whole thing working a lot better so it's not just uh, three teams that are at the front that are going to dominate. Yeah. Are you worried about the threat of Americanization in Formula One? Um, a little bit. I, I, I've been, yeah, especially because they're pushing so hard, but I can understand it. Formula One runs on sponsorship. Yeah. And um, America's probably one of the biggest markets in the world for um, getting sponsorship through that that that, that well, way. So I was reading somewhere that they were looking at well, the one of the ideas floated around was a draft um, yeah, style I, for the rookie drivers. So I you win the GP two yeah. and a couple of the other feeder series. Yep. And you're eligible for the draft, lower teams yeah. to draft you for the first couple of years or something where you get well. They were trying easy to way in. They were trying to basically stop this purchase a drive idea. Yeah. So what they're doing is they 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 want to make this um the draft is where you've got to get your your drivers from, and the drivers will not be in the draft unless they're skilled enough to be there. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's really trying to narrow that down to getting quality drivers on on the grid, um, and working them up through the smaller teams to get into the bigger teams. I think it's a really good thing. I think it it should I, it is a good idea. I don't want that to be the only place you can pull your drivers from, though. I still think, you know, you get the likes of Kimi Raikkonen. He come to Formula 1 through the most unorthodox way. Um, you look at some of the drivers. Weber didn't come through the most orthodox way. A lot of drivers, it's all changed now with the rules with Max coming through. and Yeah, they just stomped with super on that license. pretty. Yeah, exactly. They're I did like the way you had some other drivers just come out of the blue into it. But I yeah. do like... I. Still, very much, and I like love the idea of a draft for the younger drivers to get on. It's a bit exciting, I think. I like the idea. Yeah, mm. it's um, obviously we'll we'll have to see how well it works, but yeah, yeah, I like I like the idea. But really, at the moment, it's all speculation. No one knows anything. Everyone's it's all talk. Yeah, exactly. Other big news: Formula One. Well, we talk, Ros, everyone knows Rosberg's retired. We spoke about that last episode, but we now know who's taken over. Yeah, Valtteri. Valtteri Bottas. So surprised. Not at all. No. I did actually remember sending you a message um, when Rosberg retired going, so Bottas go to Williams and I think we, I said Pascal or someone to replace him. But yeah. Massa. Yeah, Shortest Massa's retirement. Back. That was yeah. um quick. Does he have to hand back his car? No. I actually read a thing this week. Uh, he got an interview and um, they're like, so you're giving the car back? And he's like, that car has my name on the side of it. 
I'm not giving it back. <laughs> <laughs> I hope all the cars have his name on the side of it that he oh, gets in. I think it has, they put the livery oh, back on it. they put the massive livery back on. Yeah, yep. yeah. So when they gave it to him, so he's keeping it. anyway. Yeah, it wouldn't be spec for this year anyway. But How do not you feel surprised. About that? I'm, I'm, I don't agree with it. I understand why they did it. It's the sponsors that forced that. Yeah, yeah but the sponsors forced for an older driver. They didn't want Pascal there. That's fine. But there was other options out there. But Yeah, but I think at that stage, they know. once they were going, all right, we've lost Bottas, we need to get a driver in. Yeah, they, they know. really really going to start poaching other drivers elsewhere? Well, they know he works well with the team and stuff like that. That's why I understand it. Um, but there's there's younger drivers that probably could have filled the seat. Yeah, I think they did want the stability there with now with Lance Stroll coming in. Yeah. They want someone that they know they can go to and be like yeah. go out there and Yeah, uh, all I was thinking is someone like Paul DeResta or something like that. Oh, bringing back Yeah, yep. bring bring back someone or get someone from DTM or something like that. Massa just like he's there and thereabouts but he's pretty much gets beaten every year now. Has mm. for like the last decade nearly. Um I'm it's not only saying a he's slow, deal, though, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's only uh, he's filling the gap, and it was it was quite nice because Massa come out basically and said, "Look, I wasn't ready to leave Formula One. I I had to leave because um, my sponsors weren't going to be there for me." And when Claire called me and said, "I've got a deal for you," she made it good enough that I couldn't refuse. So I, I'm happy to be back. I'm I'm committed. I'm I'm going to give it 110 percent again. Oh, that's all you need to, to ask here, for. As so. long as he's you know he's still got the passion to race. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see what they go. I mean, Williams—they're going to be a bit of a dark horse this year. They've got a massive cash injection. Yep, and they also got one of the best engineers. Yeah, well, in the Paddy game. Lowe's now there. He's um he left William. Uh, he left Mercedes. Yeah. Not long after um Bottas signed with Mercedes. Yeah. Um. And I heard um rumors late last year that he he was already in chats and. He hadn't re-signed with Mercedes and everyone sort of knew where he was going, but they didn't make an announcement until Until quite late in the game, really, um, where he was heading. So, was doing some reading up on Paddy. Very successful. Yeah. Success follows him nearly everywhere he goes. Yeah, where he goes, he's um, he's a winner. He's pretty much like, I think when he goes a couple of years later, they win championships and stuff. So, fingers crossed for Williams. It'd be great to see Williams back and winning races again and... With yeah, a championship, agreed. who knows? Agreed. So hopefully he can bring some of that winning uh, mentality from, that he has at um, Mercedes mm. over to Williams. They sort of need it. They've lost their way a bit in the last couple of years, so it'll be nice to see him um, dominant again. And um, Pascal's got a drive for next year. Yeah, Pascal kind of got forced into finding a new seat yeah, because his seat's pretty much well, become... Manners went into receivership. Yeah. Um, still no word on that. There's every now and then there's some rumors going, they're saved. Um, yeah. I was reading somewhere. People are screaming out for Alfa Romeo. Come on, Alfa, just buy the manor. And then yeah, people okay. posting up liveries. I, there's no credibility to that. I think it's every time a team comes up for sale, there's always a small group of Italian fans that want Alfa Romeo back in formula one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but hey, they've got some real creative people behind there. That those people, they put up some good liveries. If I find some, I'll link them in the show notes. Um, yeah, would be nice. To Anything's see. possible, I guess. The manufacturers seem to be getting drawn back to F one mm. with Renault coming back. Mercedes, obviously, nearly probably eight years or something since they come back. But um, 
they are coming back to F1, and it'd be nice to have some of that heritage back in the sport. Yeah, well, um, I was actually watching um, the end of the 2011 Canadian Grand Prix this morning, just, you know, as you do. The longest race, four hours, four minutes, and 30-odd seconds for Jensen Button to win that. <laughs> but it was good seeing all the... All the teams that have fallen out of Formula One by the end of it, like Minardi yeah. and all of those, yeah. Oh, not so much Minardi. But you had like the, like the, HRT. Jaguar would have been still in it in 2011, nah. were they? No, Jags, Red Bull, Sebastian Vettel. Oh yeah, that's not that long ago. No, no, 2011. That yeah, it's not that long ago. But it was yeah. just you know you do have there's. I can't even remember what the teams were now, but you did have the backmarkers that have fallen out, and I remember them like Kobayashi was driving and. Uh, it was Caterham. They're the team that I really saw. I was like, ah, I remember them. That's actually now you mentioned Kobe Ashi. He put his hand up for the Mercedes seat. Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> <laughs> Not likely. Like, Sorry, mm, mate. <laughs> Kobe, mate. What have you done lately? <laughs> yeah. He's done a bit. Uh, Jensen Button's a driver has been doing a bit since he's left Formula One. Yeah. He's been out driving Hondas everywhere. Yep. He's um, signed up, I think, for this year's uh, Rallycross Championship as well. Yeah, that'll be interesting World to see. World Rallycross Championship. So that's going to be awesome. Mm. I think um, it's really good for him to get out there and have fun again. It's, he's yeah. going to enjoy it. I think he needs to, because he still wants to race. He just yeah, he's still doesn't king. have the full passion with it. There's not too much more on the Formula One, that really, that apart from random speculation. Yeah, there's there's a few more teams they're gonna release. Well, they're all gonna release their cars second, third week of February, I think, just yep. in time we're, for testing. We're coming up to testing. There's um, you know, well, one thing you commented on was um, Red Bulls made uh, it very clear that Mobile's now sponsoring them and yes. not Total. <laughs> yes, um, they did post up a video the other week of what the drivers do during the off season, and the first thing I noticed on that was, wow, Mobile's everywhere. Mm. doesn't look too bad it will be an interesting thing to watch actually because Total was the fuel supplier and oil supplier for Renault and also for the um, Red Bull team so it'll be different they're going to have a different fuel Mm. and um, oil package to the the Renault team now moving on into V8s mate what sort of news you got there for us we've got a bit of news actually Um, we'll start off with Triple Eight have released the Commodores. Yep. The photos came out. Thoughts on the new RBHRT cars? I like it. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's it looks good. It, you know, it's not the most exciting livery out there in the in the stratosphere, but it's it's pretty good. It's clean. It's nice. It looks good. I like it because it ties in from the Formula One car with the matte finish. And it reminds me very much of when we had Team Vodafone in the Formula One and Team Vodafone in the V8 supercars, and they did that swap, or they did the three cars to test the speed at yeah, um, yeah. the Australian Grand Prix, and it just looks really good. And I hope Red Bull looks like the Commodores, and the Commodores look like the Formula Ones, and we can do something else like that because I just think that's really good for the brand recognition. And it, I don't think it legitimizes V8 supercars, but it kind of looks. Like, oh, look, you've got the same sponsors in there. It always looks good when you've got sponsors in multiple categories. Oh, I agree. I, I think it looks better from, from uh, a worldwide pers- mm. perspective as well. People will look at it and they'll notice it and uh, attach it sort of to the F1 team, which obviously is the, the more watched category. Yeah. Um, so, not yeah, no, I think it's good. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. V8 Supercar is not as high as Formula 1. <laughs> um, so, I just, the name... 
R-B-H-R-T. Too many letters now? I'm fine with it. I feel like you might not be, but... No, I'm not. <laughs> I, I just keep trying to do it. I mean, like, I still just think, like, because he's an R-B-R-A. Like, I'm... Lex, backstory. If any of you guys paid attention, paid attention if any of you guys seen that triple eight had massive sales on all their old 2016 gear recently uh, most of the yeah most, most of the, the teams, teams have teams yeah. did. um my old man went a bit crazy and bought a few things just a couple just a couple uh many stubby callers stubby callers marked down from 15 bucks to three dollars 60 hmm. stubby callers that they didn't even have released in darwin like they didn't have them released when they came to darwin so we're getting these, as far as we're aware, brand new stubby callers. Yeah. At this discounted rate. Um, old man picked up me a basketball singlet, which is really good. 15 bucks, normally $50. I know I'm doing a bit of a plug for a sale that's finished, but... <laughs> man, he's Quick bought... jump over to their website. Oh, and it's done. It's done. Yeah, <laughs> don't go. If you do go to their website, they've got all their new gear. Um, we had a look at the new Red Bull gear. I'm not a huge fan of their... Their clothing line? No, the Caltex and the and the Red Bull stuff. It's it's alright. I'm gonna buy it, but I'm not gonna enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking about Caltex, but geez, that car of Craig Lowndes is. I think that's one of the best looking that cars is, they've put out for uh, a while. It's definitely the nicest car being released in the 2017 season. Yeah, so out far. of all three of them, yeah, two of them not are the many. same. Yep, not many cars have been uh, released yet. Walkinshaws gets released on Monday. Now, we're actually recording this on the Thursday 26th, Australia Day. Australia Happy Day. Australia Day to everyone out there. Yep. So, Walkinshaw releases their car on Monday. I'll post everything like that to the Facebook page when that comes out. Yeah. Um, um, it'll be really... That's probably the, one of the ones I'm waiting for the most. That we don't, know that. Who, we don't know who their sponsors are. That's the thing. We don't know what their team's going to be called. Yeah. Well, we we've got a good idea. It'll be Walkinshaw Racing, no doubt. But yeah, but we'll see no, if there's no major need on that. You know, someone else, another team could, another title sponsor could jump on board, and all of a sudden, you know. Oh, I agree, but I I don't think there has been. I think we would have hear, heard an announcement mm. as such. It will be interesting to see. I want to see what they they've got to do something. They've got to try and drag all the HRT supporters, or not drag them, but keep them. Yes. Um, and bring them over to the Walkinshaw. Um, side of it now I don't think it would be too hard for them because I think a lot of people will stay with the team I don't think people are just going to jump ship because of the name yeah some people will but not not a lot of them no and I think a lot of the Holden you know HRT supporters that have already jumped onto the Triple Eight bandwagon have have already done it the ones that are going to jump ship have already done it yeah exactly I don't think it's going to hurt them too much um, fan wise no um it's a bit of a kick in the pants, but realistically, it's a contract where they get the money to win. Yep, they've and not they been winning. winning. This is what everyone's like. Oh, what happened? It's like they got fired by Holden. Yeah, they weren't even nicely. placing majority of the time, and that's what they needed to be doing. And they haven't been doing it, and they, therefore they've lost their contract. Mm. So it's that's what happens. It's a, it's a harsh world out there in racing land. Um, but we're talking, you know, millions and millions and millions of dollars a year. Yep. Um, well, one they're of gonna the spend it in the right places. Walking to a driver that's gone, Garth Tander. Yep, is um GRM. GRM now. That broke just after we released our last episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, we all knew it was happening, but it's good. It's Tander actually delivered GRM's best results in two thousand. 
There you second go. in the championship is the best they've done. It gave them their Bathurst win. Yep. Um, Gary's pretty adamant that he didn't sign Garth just because of the nostalgia and um, I think he had it. He describe it. The romantic return is how he described it. Yeah. Um, he's like, no, he, on his merits, like, you know, he's hoping that choosing Garth Tander over a younger driver is the right decision. And I think, I think Garth showed at the end of the year, he, he can drive still. Yeah. I think he's being honest there too. Um, he probably would have got, no offense to Garth here, but he would have got Garth, a uh, headlining driver for a pretty discounted break. Oh uh, yeah. There's no rate. seats. Hmm. Um, really, his is the only seat that was a competitive seat left. Yep. And um, Garth was going to be silly. Well, I think Garth was a bit like Jason Bright. They were trying to sign deals to have his own team. When that fell through... Yeah, he needed somewhere to go. He had to go there. And um, he oh. sort of hadn't been over a barrel. And yeah, he's probably got him for a really good price. And it's probably a really good deal for him. Well, another big thing that's happened at GRM that we haven't touched on yet is Commodore's. Yep, Volvo. Volvo nah, we're not doing them the, anymore. The talks went through with Volvo, and they were still sticking the mud, and wouldn't even let them use the cars from last year, mm-hmm. this year. So, so those Dunlop Development Series cars that he was building. Yeah, we called it back then, didn't we? Yeah, but we did. Still, yep. The the two Development Series brand new Commodore Development Series cars that they were building. Well, guess what? They're not development series cars. They're, They're actually V8 supercars. <laughs> so um, it'll be interesting to see what they look like. We were discussing it a little bit earlier. Mm. Are they going to go the retro? Are they going to go back to the old, especially because all the photos that V8 supercars have released of Gary and Garth has been standing in front of the, obviously the Bathurst 1000 victory car, which is the iconic Valvoline white, Tander and Barguana. Yeah. I like Tander and Barguana as a pairing. They were the short and tall of it. They were. The stumpy and um, lanky. You wouldn't, you wouldn't <laughs> team those two drivers up anymore. Because you try and match the similar heights or at least, you know, with yeah. the inserts and yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know what you're talking um, about. Tanda, very tall and slim. Barguana, very short and plump. Round. Yeah, <laughs> plump. Very let's, plump. Not go, let's not go round. That's a harsh. It was plump. It, it was, was plump. just... Pear shape. <laughs> um... Yeah, no, it was a bit unusual back then. I guess they probably still had probably sliding rails under their seats. And yeah, stuff probably. Like yeah, that. Just how do you move your seat forward? Well, you just lift up the little thing, slide <laughs> it. It's oh. not cutting down weight like they do these days. <laughs> I still like those old cars, but it, things have changed. Lucas Dumbrell Motorsport still haven't announced really anything. They haven't said anything about their drivers. They are one of the few teams that have actually um, updated their website in 2017. To say on the 11th of January, they announced, watch this space. We're going to have more announcements soon. Um, Lisa kept us updated. I'm going through. I will check. I check the websites quite regularly. And if anything happens, I will post it to the Facebook page for you guys to find out. It's always yeah, good realistically, I don't think uh, V8s is doing as much as they could be online. No. It's very I... piss poor, to be honest. Looking at the teams and stuff like that, there's... There's only a couple, and you can see the ones that do it right are obviously like Red Bull and stuff like that. Mm. And there's a reason they've got the best sponsors and stuff like that. It's because they're getting out there. They get the, it's, This is all marketable stuff. So they have to be in the, in your face all the time trying to get people to buy gear mm. or well, just a see lot the of brand the teams, names. I've even, V8 Supercars is really bad with their, okay, I'm going to say online presence. I don't know what they do on Facebook. That's the thing because I don't use Facebook. So um, Facebook I essentially is just like 
what you see on their website. So it's pretty piss poor. Yeah, they used to upload videos to YouTube, um, and then now it's they don't like it. They'll do a bulk upload once a year or a couple of times a year. You'll see like oh they've uploaded fifteen videos all at once, and that's the past three or four months. And then they'll wait three months, and then boom, all of these videos uploaded again. And that's um, a few race teams are like that too. I really I don't know. I think this online presence needs F one's gonna pick the game up in that's general as well. That's something with the new owners. Yeah, um, and that was they've already they've already clarified that's gonna be something that's gonna come through really quickly. And Chase Carey wants to try and work out more online streaming for him. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. I already purchased the supercar superview pass. Yep. And I would love it if I could purchase a media pass straight from Formula One bypassing Foxtel's high prices and stuff like that. Um, so that that's that's exciting, but V8s need to follow suit. Mm. They need to do more. Well, the teams need to do more. There's only a couple of teams doing a really good job. The rest of the teams are sort of dropping the ball a little bit. They could... I understand that Red Bull probably spend a lot of money on market, mar, well, people that are in marketing and stuff like that. But that's why they get the big sponsors. Yep. So a team that's really that I have not heard boo from is ProDrive. I haven't yeah, heard. It's strange, I don't think their it? website's updated since Sydney. It is very strange. Um, Winterbottom's been putting a little bit of stuff up mm. on Facebook here and there. He's actually quite good. He's probably one of the better drivers. Him and Scotty McLaughlin, Scotty Pye puts up a little bit. But in general, from the actual team, there's there's not much out there. Mm. Yeah, it's that's why we're around. It is. We post up the news. We do. When we sift through it all to tell you what's going on. Yes, that's that's why you guys come to us. <laughs> no. You come to us because you enjoy motorsport, I I think. <laughs> I hope. You come to us because you love listening to us. Yeah. I wanna to touch on um the new super utes. Those cars are coming along. Yeah. And a manufacturer's jumped on board. Yeah, Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi Tritons. Yep, that's the first actual proper signing for the for the new um, category. Yeah, so that's, it's exciting I'm stuff. I'm actually looking forward to that. I think it's really good. I was quite surprised that it wasn't Holden or Ford that jumped on. I didn't expect Ford to jump on, but I thought maybe Holden would be like, "Yeah, right. There's our Colorado. Go use that." Yeah, I, I would think the the Ute category is a very competitive category. I don't mean as in the racing category. I mean in sales. In Australia, mm. so it's it's a bit strange that the other manufacturers aren't it's, already on top of this. It's still very early. Um, the Triton was the first one to jump on, and they've built the prototype with the Triton. Yes, or they're they're yeah, in the their process and stuff. That all the images that have come out of the prototypes are of Tritons. I wonder what other um, do you think it's going to be like your Rangers and your Colorados? Yeah, I think, honestly, I think we could have a four-way fight for it. I think we could have Hilux, Rangers, and Colorados out there. Um, I don't know about Mazda. I don't think BT50s will be out there, but they look yeah, very similar. They're basically a Ranger anyway. Yeah, well, they are. They're just face faces are different and guards and stuff are different. So Something that I said to you when you first rocked up here this afternoon was, how about the new um, Mercedes X-Class utility? Yeah, that might be a long shot. but Maybe a long shot. Erebus could get into the Utes, maybe. Yep. Yeah, we did discuss it. I think it, that would be really interesting. I don't know if you guys have seen it. I will link it in the show notes. But yeah, the X-Class, I think it's basically just a Ute. 
It's a, I, it's like a SUV sports. Yeah, it looks like a Hilux or a Ranger style. Yep. God knows how expensive it's going to be. Comes twenty two inch alloys and you know all oh, the yeah, good off roading stuff. <laughs> it looks flash. It's definitely the car you're going to buy to go tow the boat out to the Daily <laughs> River. That's for sure. Yep. Um, no, but I, I'm excited to see this Ute series. They don't debut until Townsville. I wonder if Amarok will come along. Volkswagen. They're that's another one that's trying to compete in the in the market. Mm. No, that, that's anyway, that's going to be an interesting really category. We'll, we'll, if any news comes from that, we will um, keep upload updated. Keep updated. So Matt White's come out and uh, made an announcement. This is actually, I think, just before Christmas. Yeah, it was. That um, he he's going to be running a couple of Nissans this year. Um, he's purchased a couple of uh, Todd Kelly and Rick Kelly's old car. Mm, that's um, good for the Nissans too. Just like get rid of their old chassis, I guess. Make a bit of money off the older cars. Yeah, exactly. They've got a lot of spares now. The Nissans. They've been running them for a fair few years now. Mm. So there's a lot of spares, and they can give a lot of support to development series cars. So it'll be really interesting to see how they go. Um, obviously, the development series has old gen cars and uh, and car of the futures or new current gen cars in in the field together there is a bit of disparity between the two yep um so one the older gen car is is a bit slower than the new gen car so matt actually at the moment runs um, he runs falcons yeah and old and they're the old spec so they're the old spec fpr cars he hasn't announced his driver lineup yet uh, i think it's going to stay fairly similar to how it was last year so i think bryce has signed back on um, I don't know about Shay whether he's coming back or not. Yep. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll keep you updated Wait, once we anything, know a bit more. If any official news comes out, we'll um, we'll yeah, we'll get onto it. Um, there's a few there's a few new cars coming into the field too. So, um, Todd, um, what's Todd's last name? Hazelwood. Again? Hazelwood. Yes. Sorry, Todd Hazelwood's actually got Craig Lowndes' car from last year, the Caltex car. Yes. So that's You're a saying. big big move up for him. Um, he. His car has now gone to Adam Margarin as well, so he's stepping up into a current gen car yep. from an old generation car. So that will really help uh, his endeavours in in the development series as well. And well, we all know that 2018 we've gone Gen three with the cars or Gen two car of the future, Gen two or three, either way, the new ones. So gen two. Um, yeah, the development series is going to be flooded with cars next year. Yeah, it will be interesting to see because there's a lot of question marks on what the development series will be doing when uh, the the main game move forward, how many years they're going to be running um, Car of the Futures in the development series for. Yeah, well, I'm, always, I'm still quite surprised that they're still running the older cars with the new Car of the Futures. It's because people are scared to invest because they don't know... So Car of the Future, even for a second-hand one, they're paying sort of 400 to 500 grand for a good spec car. Yep. People are worried to invest that money if two years time they go well we're not going to run these anymore we, we want you to purchase the the second the generation new, yeah. and all of a sudden people have all these in, money invested in cars that are no longer and then you uh, go on v8 sleuth and pick up yourself a race car for pretty cheap yeah well it could happen it, the market surely will start to get flooded soon now that we're in sort of a, f- a few years into car of the future everyone uh, he was limping old chassis that were sort of built the first year and then they've been sold on to other teams, like yeah. the smaller teams and stuff like that. We'll probably be moving them on and getting uh, sort of last year's cars and stuff like that as Triple Eight update their cars and HRT build new cars for this year. And all the teams are sort of in that, that period now where they're building their new cars. So yep. 
there will be quite a few chassis i assume that will come on the market sort of next year so if you're looking for a chassis hold out to next year i reckon <laughs> yeah you it'll wanna, be interesting. Race car? there'll probably be more certainty next year as well on what the development hopefully series is the doing. yeah the supercar commission can get together and be like this is what you're doing because you do 400 dollars is nothing to stuff your nose at it's a big investment for a lot of these teams that generally the development teams is generally struggling just to get to a race meet yeah they can't yep. afford to go out buy all these brand new machinery and then go oh that's gone you have to use the new ones yep um the Kostecki boys apparently have now joined on i think yeah i with heard Matt, um yeah both of the Kostecki stone um racing i think is now managing their team for them sort of thing um because the Kostecki's parents must be super duper rich. <laughs> uh, when they when they got into development series, they brought two triple eight chassis, current models triple eight chassis. They brought a transporter. They built a workshop, I think, as well to maintain them. Like they outlaid some dollars, so uh, they're now matched up with Matt Stone. So that'll probably help them with an engineering perspective. Yeah, yep. Because um, that'll really help steer you know steer the ship forwards from there. Well, we don't have much more. No, there's it's a, a very short episode. We've we haven't actually touched on Bathurst twelve hours next weekend. So I'm pretty sure we'll do a, an episode next week after the Bathurst twelve hour. Yeah, um, yep. definitely something to watch. I don't know how you can watch it. It's on seven, mate. I believe. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll, and I think we'll there'll be a live stream. Our f- um, we'll update our Facebook page once we work out if there's a live stream that we can. Uh, direct you towards we'll put yeah, up a link for you there is a live stream on the day I'll post it up onto our Facebook page you can go to it it'll be great yeah can't wait for it to be honest this is going to oh, be the best be... 12 hour that we've seen I know I'm so excited we're, we're going to have a barbecue and we'll watch it the spec of the cars the drivers it's and we've got some old you know it's going to be awesome seeing Russell Ingle and Mark Scaife back together. in a car that's the one I know this is funny like a bit sad and that but I'm really excited to see those two out there racing again. Um, I'm excited to see them pair up. Yeah. We can have in a team spat. I think, I think uh, the broadcasting has been a really good team bonding skills for them. Uh, I know they still disagree know, a lot. but I know, but I don't know how much of that's like on camera. No, I, I think it's a bit tongue-in-cheek. I think it's I think it's legitimate, but yeah, it'll be interesting. Enough years has passed. Like, Engel's not trying to run over Scaife anymore. It's true, it is true. And he's that not, it's not pit manoeuvring him either. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see. Um, but other than that, I think that's about all I've got. Yeah. Hope you guys had a great Christmas. Um, yeah, don't forget to check out our Facebook page, We're Breaking Late. Well, you can go to our website, we're breaking late.com, or yep. the Facebook, facebook.com forward slash breaking late. Um, yeah, you guys are awesome. You, like your engagement that you've been doing on our Facebook page and just with our whole podcast in general is. Yeah, it's nice to have the support out there. It's yeah, really, it's really, it's really good. Um, we are going to try and get some interviews this year. Yeah. We, That's our little secret. Yep. Um, we set ourselves some goals for this season, and we really hope to hit them and stride past them. Yep. Speaking of that, actually, is um, if anyone out there is looking for some sponsorship opportunities, uh, go hit up Bryce Forward Racing and also Thomas Maxwell yep. Racing. Link them in the show notes and I'll put Two them into our very good up-and-coming drivers that you'll get pretty uh, pretty good bang for buck from. So They will be. They're, they're good. I've yep. even looked at the um, the territory pack for for Bryce. Bryce. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Quite affordable. But yeah, get out there and check it out.
But anyway, thanks you guys for tuning in. We'll be back again shortly after the 12 hour. Yeah, short break to the next episode. Catch you Catch later. Catch you later. Bye.